podcast. My name is Amber Sobrio-Ritter. I'm your host. I'm a personal trainer and behavior analyst and mom of three boys. And this podcast is focused on talking about the challenges that moms are facing in regards to self-care and coming up with some actionable, immediate, uh, easy to implement strategies that are going to help moms be able to prioritize themselves and care for themselves so that they can then bless their kids with all of their resources and all of what they have available to give. The topic that we're going to be discussing today is setbacks in general, um, but essentially what to do when you are not seeing progress in the way that you had hoped or anticipated. How can you pivot to a different mindset or a different behavior? How can you respond? How can you stay the course? Um, and not give up. Ideally, the goal that you've chosen is based on your values, right? I do values work with my clients before we start anything so that we can truly know that the goals they have for themselves are rooted in their deep desires for themselves and not based on societal expectations. Interestingly, when I work with moms, you might think that a lot of what they are desiring, a lot of the goals are related to, to weight loss or aesthetics, but actually, uh, wonderfully, I've realized that most of the time when I say, what are your top three goals? You know, what are the, the things that are most important to you? People say, usually confidence in my body, increased strength, increased functionality, which is so wonderful, right? Most of what they want is is rooted in their desire to just feel better in their own body and not out of a desire to want to have somebody else's body, right? This is wonderful. If somebody said, I want to have this specific body type, that's wonderful. I can certainly facilitate a goal towards a leaner body type, but the tricky thing is always sort of parsing apart this person's desire and and whether or not that's rooted in their own value of like, oh, I really value showing up in the world that way or if it's rooted in some societal value of presenting the body in a specific way that they deem most acceptable, right? Because that's sort of what we've been taught. So the wonderful thing about values work is that once we do that together, we get a super good understanding of what's meaningful to that person so that I'm not trying to impose what's meaningful to me onto them. That's going to be the real game changer in terms of fuel, right? In terms of how they continue to move forward even after the motivation dies, even after they are no longer feeling really excited about the journey and now it's just feeling hard. They can tap into this deep part of them that truly values this thing that they're working towards and pull a lot of energy from there. And the wonderfully painful thing about identifying your values is that when you are working towards a goal and you are trying to make progress and you have a setback, it stings so much more than if it was someone else's value for you, right? If I have taken a job in my parents' company and it's not what I value and it's not it's not what I want to be doing with my life and turns out I'm not good at it, that is going to hurt less than if I put myself out there and I'm pursuing some dream and I experience rejection. That's going to cut really deep, right? Because that is getting to the heart of what is meaningful to me personally and experiencing a setback in a way that affects you on such a deep level can be really hard to come back from. The setbacks that we're talking about can be related to any number of things, right? This can be personal or professional setbacks. 
relationship setbacks. Um, this can be fitness, uh, nutrition, anything that's meaningful to you, right? Any area of your life where you're trying to improve some behavior. And let's say that you are showing up and you're doing the work, right? You've identified your values. You know this is something you want to be doing. You've identified goals. And you've even created systems, right? You've done all the things right. You've created systems to be successful and you're implementing those systems. You're, you are killing it in all the ways, right? And you are not seeing that progress is happening as quickly as you would like, or you are experiencing some setback where you were making progress and now you're not making progress, uh, which can be really confusing and super demoralizing. So at our deepest level, if you're approaching this from a behavioral perspective, right? If you if you're subscribing to that school of thought on our deepest level, we are creatures who engage in behaviors that help us access reinforcement, so things that we like, things that we desire, things that light up our specific brain for whatever reason. And we disengage from behaviors or do we not we do not engage in behaviors that come into contact with punishment. Right, So things that feel aversive to us for whatever reason and, and people have different punishers. You know, some things that people find to be incredibly punishing, I don't and vice versa, right? So it's really hard when you're doing all the work, you're showing up, you are putting in all of the effort and following the plan and then you're coming into contact with punishment essentially, right? The punishment that you're coming into contact with is no progress, you know, or, or a perceived lack of progress or a, a perceived setback. And this is really hard because the behavior that you're engaging in is extremely effortful. And so in order to, right, again, from a behavioral standpoint, if we want a behavior to increase, we want a behavior to continue to happen and be more likely to happen over time, right? Let's say I want to continue this behavior of staying on the path. I want to continue the behavior of uh, sticking with my plan to be moving towards my goals. It's really hard to continue doing that unless I can come into contact with some reinforcement, right? The reinforcement when the motivation runs out. So in order to continue engaging in these behaviors, right, your motivation maybe has run out, but sometimes around the time that your motivation is running out or or intermittently when your motivation feels like it's run out, you'll get a little hit of reinforcement, right? Something will go well, you'll see some small progress, you'll have some win that continues to propel you towards your goals. Like, okay, I, I can see that this is working, it still feels hard, it's still very effortful, but I'm starting to see that things are moving in the right direction. So you have a really tough spot when not only have you run out of motivation and it's just feeling hard, but you're also not perceiving that you're making progress in the way that you want, right? Or your progress is going slow, or you're potentially even feeling like you're backpedaling. You know, sometimes when you start tracking macros and you start eating the amount of food that you're supposed to be eating, you gain weight temporarily, right? Your body's getting used to like the level of food it should have been having for the you know last five years, the level of protein it should have been having, you know? So it can feel a little bit concerning like, and very demoralizing. I'm putting in all of this effort and now I'm coming into contact with a lack of reinforcement, right? My behavior, my effortful behavior is being punished. And how do you respond to that? 
How do you continue to push past that when even the data of your own experience is telling you it's not working? So before I even go into some of the strategies that I would use to push past this mental plateau, I would say that it's really important to understand that behavior change takes time and that progress takes time. And just knowing, just setting yourself up with a realistic expectation for your progress can be something that prevents burnout or like effort fatigue um, and can keep you on the path because you have anchored yourself at the correct amount of time that it's going to take to meet this goal. So for example, if I have someone that comes to me and says, I want to lose, you know, let's say they weigh 300 pounds and they want to lose 30 pounds within the next six weeks. The problem with that is that they've now anchored themselves to a goal that is not realistic, right? So they are for sure setting themselves up to get demoralized and to come into contact with a lack of reinforcement because it's going to be really hard to meet that goal. A very realistic and sustainable goal would be losing 10% of your body weight in six months. So if, if they came to me and said, I want to lose 30 pounds in six weeks, I would try to re-anchor them at a more realistic goal so that they could experience some success versus if I set my expectations so high, right, as I continue to not make progress at the speed that I anticipated, it's this slow chipping away at my resolve to continue staying on the path because I'm not perceiving that the path is taking me in the direction that I'm desiring. So one thing is just to acknowledge that sometimes the expectation is just unrealistic and that that has set you up for a situation where you can get easily disillusioned with your plan or with your progress uh, because of some self-imposed expectation regarding progress. So a big suggestion that I would make is to reorient yourself from an outcome goal to a process goal. I've talked about this a little bit uh, on my Instagram and the the main point is that you take your outcome goal, which is really specific and rooted in some like measurable desire, right? Like I want to lose X amount of weight, you know, or I want to record X amount of podcasts, whatever it is. And instead of focusing on that specific number, you look at the process goals you've identified in order to take you in that direction and focus more on those instead. So let's say for me, my process goals might be, okay, uh, I'm going to spend 20 minutes a day brainstorming ideas for podcast episodes, and I'm going to spend one hour a week recording. And whatever comes of that is whatever comes of that, and most likely, What's going to come of that is my outcome goal, but if it doesn't, I wake up every day and I complete my process goal knowing the only way to reach my outcome goal is just to continue to show up and do the work that I have identified every day anyways, no matter what. Whether I'm seeing the result that I want, I'm going to continue on the path until I have a really clear understanding of whether or not there's a different path that I should be on, right? And I'll get to that in a second. Uh, for fitness, this would be something like, I want to lose, you know, 30 pounds in six months. So I am going to go to the gym three times a week. I'm going to go on two long walks every week and I'm going to count my macros, right? And you show up, you do those things. You do not, you're not attached to the scale. You're not constantly weighing and measuring and stressing out about that. You show up, you do the work, 
you release yourself from the outcome attachment and you continue to stay the course and move forward. So as a behavior analyst, we are very data-driven and so I absolutely wouldn't say don't look at the data, right? So let's say I, I have a goal to brainstorm podcast ideas for 20 minutes a day, record for one hour a week. Let's say I do that with the understanding that, okay, let's, it's going to take probably three months to get into the hang of things, to start seeing the fruits of that labor. So I'm going to stay this course, right? So that's the thing about behavior change. It takes time. And here's the problem is that when I was coaching parents to work with their children on the autism spectrum, I would say, okay, I want you to implement this protocol. And then the feedback that I would sometimes get a day or two later would be, it didn't work. So it usually doesn't the first day, right? It takes time to unlearn a, a chain of behaviors. It takes time to completely overhaul a previous learning history and get it to stick, right? It's not going to be something that's immediate. It's not going to look like it's working right away. So the first thing, like release that expectation that it's going to look like it's working right away, right? However, it's important that you do continue to track the data so that you can see if it's working eventually so that you can see any data trends, right? If it could still be moving, right? My weight could still be moving in a direction that I'm happy with, but maybe not at the rate that I'm happy with. Okay, that's really helpful information. Or uh, maybe I'm gaining weight initially, then I start losing. Or maybe I'm gaining and I continue gaining. These are things that we need to have more data to be able to make decisions, right? So initially I say, release yourself from the outcome goal, identify a course of action, identify your system so that you can implement consistently and stick with it for however long your coach says, right? Let's say I say, you know, six weeks, I want to stay on this exact course for six weeks and then I want to look at the data and then we're going to adjust as needed. If there are no adjustments to be made, we're going to continue on the way it is. And if there are, we'll do it then. But you have to resist the urge to change things as soon as they're not working or as soon as you perceive that they're not working because that might not be true, right? I'm not sure if anyone has seen the cartoon of a picture of a carrot, right? And most of the carrot or the whole carrot grows underground, so you don't see it. And all you see is like these, a few little sprouts of leaves coming up at the top. And it's so easy to look at what you can see and say, it's obviously not working, right? I see other people growing a pumpkin and a squash and look at these big fruits that of their labor. Mine's not working. I'm only getting these tiny little these tiny little leaflets, you know, and what you can't see is that it's continuing to grow deeper and deeper until obviously you harvest it and you can see that it's been growing this whole time. So you have to resist the urge to pull it prematurely because you're scared that it's not quote unquote growing, right? You're scared that it's not happening. At the same time, if I'm doing something and I'm, if I'm growing vegetables and I grow them in a specific way one year and it doesn't work, the next year I'm going to adjust, right? It's important that we adjust based on the data and that we analyze the data to know which way to adjust. And you don't, you don't want to be so stubborn that you say, all right, well, this is the plan that I set. So this is the plan that we're doing forever, even though it's clearly not working. So resisting the urge to make a change immediately, resisting the urge to get too attached to outcome goals, right? Focusing instead on process goals, showing up, doing the work, tapping into your values that are meaningful for you so that you can continue to pull from those even after the motivation dies, even after 
you're maybe not making progress in the way that you value or in the way that you anticipated. It's important to listen to your body and it's important to not listen to your body. So what I mean by that is when you have been putting in the work, when you have been following your plan consistently, if there comes a day when you feel fatigued and you think, I just can't do the workout today. I'm just exhausted. I feel sore. I feel depleted. It's important that you listen to your body. It's important that right before you're going to do a deadlift, if you feel a tweak in your hamstring, you don't do that deadlift. It's very, very necessary to check in with your body and make decisions based on the feedback that you're getting. However, and it's also important to not listen to your body at other times because your body when you're laying in bed or when you're sitting in your car or when you are otherwise relaxing your body is going to tell you I'm too tired to work out I don't want to do this this doesn't sound good this doesn't feel good and then all these other thoughts are going to come in I'm not seeing progress anyways right maybe you're already in a headspace of feeling really kind of upset about your progress or a little bit unmotivated by your progress And that's going to come to the surface. It's not going to work anyways. I can't follow through anyways. Obviously, I'm not seeing the results that I want. So what's the point? So the thing that I tell moms is I want you to look for patterns, okay? If you are about to go on your workout and your child is sick and they need you and it's like like on a 1 to 10, it's a 10 situation, you absolutely need to be there for your child. However, if four times out of five... I'm working with a mom and she says, yeah, I couldn't get to my workout because my kids really needed me. I'm seeing a pattern here, right? It can't be a 10 every time. That's the point of the scale is that sometimes it's a 10 and sometimes it's a one. So I really want you to look for patterns in your behavior to identify, am I listening to my body when necessary, when I need a rest, when I need to relax? Um, Or am I listening to my body in a way where I am not pushing myself towards my goals, right? Because I am prioritizing other things. Or I'm telling myself I'm prioritizing my kids, even though I would argue, right, as a coach and as a mom, that the way you prioritize your kids it is by prioritizing yourself. And it's also the way that you teach them to prioritize themselves. So it's important to look for those patterns so that you can identify whether or not this is like a recurring theme And then it's important to talk to your coach about what's going on. Like, I have these thoughts pop up every time I'm about to leave to my workout. I'm noticing that my progress isn't moving as quickly. And so I'm starting to get a little bit demoralized. And and I have to push through that negative headspace in addition to just pushing through the physical space of getting out the door. Now I also have to push through all the negative headspace of it's not going to work anyways. I'm not making progress. This is so hard. And for what? So it's really important that you talk to your coach so that you can get support, especially working with somebody who understands parenthood, who understands how important those values are, who understands systems work and behavior analysis. The whole point here, we're talking about reinforcement and punishment on a really basic level. The whole point is how can we get you access to some reinforcement? If you're putting in the effort, if you're following the plan, And as this biological organism, all of that effort is not coming into contact with reinforcement, you are less likely to increase this behavior in the future. The problem is that you've misidentified your reinforcement. In your mind, the only reinforcement is losing weight. 
in your mind, the only reinforcement is recording X amount of podcasts or making X amount of money or doing, you know, having X amount of friends or romantic partners or whatever it is. Like you're attached to the outcome so that you perceive you're not coming into contact with reinforcement, but that's not true. And that's why we pivot and we focus on something different. When I first began working with moms, I tried to be the voice that does this for them. And then, you know, I pull back on the scaffolding as we reach the end of our time together. And ideally, right, with the goal of moms taking on that voice in their own head so that they can sort of counteract some of the old voices that they used to have, right? Telling them that they're not making progress for whatever reason. So instead, we're just identifying different things to celebrate in the meantime, right? As you're on your way to your outcome goal, you're not attached to it. You know it's there. You know it's going to come because fitness is a science. If you do X, Y, and Z, here's the result that's going to happen. I can't anticipate when a specific result is going to happen. You can't either, right? So we're we're not attached to the uncontrollable. We're not attached to what is outside our locus of control. I can't control how fast I lose weight, but I can control all of the processes I engage in that are going to be conducive to that that outcome. So instead you're looking at, I did make it to the gym. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself because I said I was gonna do something and I did it, right? Uh, I am tracking my macros and I'm actually getting a decent amount of protein and I'm actually eating veggies and I'm really caring for my body. This body that I expect to do everything for me, take care of the kids, sit at your job and be able to be in an uncomfortable position, like sitting position for however many hours a day, get up and like run a sprint if you need to, to grab a kid out of the street. Like our body adapts in a way that sometimes we don't deserve, right? With the way that we care for it and identifying, wow, I'm so proud I'm taking such good care of my body. Like these are process goals that you can celebrate on the way. The biggest process goal I think that I want moms to be celebrating is showing up consistently for themselves, right? I said that I was going to do it and I did. That self-betrayal can become so easy once you have kids because kids need so much that often you'll tell yourself you're going to do something and then when the time comes, you're so tired that you just can't even fathom following through on that thing. So you stop believing that you can push through the discomfort in order to do something you said you would do, right? So the biggest win is I trust myself again. I trust myself that A, I'm not going to set myself up with a goal without setting myself up with a way to be successful at it, right? So if I'm not going to set myself up with a plan and support to lose weight, I'm not going to tell myself, oh, I need to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. Don't tell yourself that. Unless you're going to give yourself a plan to be successful at it, why are you beating yourself up with that thought every day? Live your best life and enjoy the way you're at until you are ready to move forward with a system that's actually going to help you be successful, right? So I don't make promises to myself that I don't set myself up to keep. And when I do make promises to myself, I keep them. I follow through on the thing that I said I was going to do. And I know how to make adjustments in the moment. I know how to prioritize myself in a way that doesn't keep me from being a good parent, but helps me balance both of those needs in a way that's sustainable over time. These are the big process wins. Although I understand that when you first start a fitness or weight loss journey, you're starting it with the outcome goal in mind. So I understand that sometimes that's what gets people in the door. 
but I quickly want my clients to pivot towards a few different things to look at because what's going to happen is there will be a setback for sure. There will be a time that you're doing everything right and life still says, no, you don't get to have that reinforcement today. Like you don't get to have that experience of seeing that it's going to work right away. And you have to push through anyways. You have to show up and do it anyways. Even when you you think, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I'm putting in all of this effort for nothing. You still have to show up and put it up. But isn't that parenting? Like if anybody can do that, isn't it us? Like we're already good at that. I show up, I raise my kids the best I can every day and I have no idea if it's going to work. You don't know until the end and even at the end, you still don't know if it was anything that you did. You can't take all the credit and you can't accept all the blame, right, with how the kids turn out. But that doesn't mean that you still don't show up and you do everything that you can every day anyways. All I'm asking as a coach and as a fellow mom is that you do the same for yourself. You show up for them even when you don't know if it's working. Even when you're implementing all the right behavioral strategies to help your kiddo and he's still tantruming and he's still having lots of big emotions and he's still struggling with this thing at school. You don't stop, right? You keep going. You do it anyways. And I'm just asking you to do the same thing for yourself because guess what? You matter. It matters that you show up for yourself every single day. And in only that way can you show up for the kids And in only that way, can you show the kids how to show up for themselves? I hope that was helpful. I want all of you out there who are on the edge of feeling like you don't know if what you're doing is working. You don't know if the path you're on is working. You don't know if this is worth it anymore. You got lots of negative self-talk going on in your head. I want you to find a different goal to focus on. I want you to find a process goal to focus on. And I want you to show up and I want you to celebrate that win and I want you to reinforce yourself with lots of positive self-talk for that win. You can reinforce yourself with something else too, right? Hey, if I show up to do this thing that I said I would do three times this week, here's this special thing that I'm going to give myself. You can do that, but I guarantee you that the special thing that you're actually giving yourself is the ability to trust yourself, is the ability to know that you follow through when you say you will. That's the real gift, not you know buying yourself a massage at the end of the week. That's just the cherry on top. So I want you to find a process goal that you can believe in and that you can focus on to help you push through some of these really tricky, demoralizing setbacks and these upsetting moments that are definitely going to happen on your journey. And the other thing that I want you to do is to stop making promises to yourself that you can't keep. If you're not ready to keep a promise, don't make it. Don't wake up every day in the morning and say, oh, I need to eat healthy today. But you have no plan to be able to do that, right? There's no healthy food prepped in the fridge. You haven't the first idea about maybe what a healthy food would look like, you know, because maybe you've never done this before. Who knows, right? Like we all grow up in different kinds of homes where our parents model for us different kinds of behaviors so unless you are setting yourself up with the tools to actually be successful at the goal i don't want you to be making a goal for yourself i don't want you to be using some vague goal as a yardstick that you beat yourself up with every day you wake up in the morning oh i'm gonna eat i I gotta eat healthy today you don't right because you didn't have a system to be successful and then you go to bed at night oh my gosh i failed at that again oh 
the abuse, right? To set yourself up every day with no system, with no way to be consistently successful, and then to beat yourself up. How, how could you be successful? You didn't give yourself any of the tools in order to do that. So stop doing that to yourself. Live your best life. And when you're ready to start on the goal, start it, but with the right support and with the right tools. And if you're not ready, don't. And find something else to focus on. Find some tiny little change that you can actually follow through. Like, okay, when you wake up in the morning, you tell yourself, I'm going to drink a glass of water first thing in the morning. And that might be your version of health because maybe you say, I'm not ready to put in the time that's needed to do this. I have the self-awareness to acknowledge that. I'm not there right now. Cool. Like we have all been there for sure. So don't tell yourself that you're going to have this big elaborate goal to get abs by the end of the year. Tell yourself you're going to drink a glass of water first thing in the morning and start there. And then when you can do more, then you do more. I'm thinking about you mamas. I am living this life. I am in the trenches with you and I am so here for you. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it gives you permission to stop beating yourself up or it gives you the fuel to reach out either for support to somebody else or to find more support for yourself around creating a system to help yourself be successful. And if you are in that moment of not feeling successful, even though you are doing the plan, I want you to find a different goal to focus on so that you can celebrate the work that you are doing, showing up, even when it's hard and even when it doesn't seem like it's working. You're already a parent. You're already doing it. Take care, mamas. Have an awesome day, and I will talk to you next time.